ओम नमो भगवती वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवती वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवती वासुदेवाया morning in Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 1, Text 1, continuing more questions by the sages. So, um, we don't have books to chant from us. Anyway, I'll just read the Sanskrit. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya You can say it to me, Janmadhyashayatomvayad, Itaraschartte Shabhijna Swarat, Jaswarat, Tene Brahma Ridaya Dadikavaye, Tene Brahma Muyanti Yatsurayaha Muyanti Yatsurayaha Tejovari Mridam Yata Tejovari Mridam Yata Vinimayo Yatra Tri Sargum Risha Vinimayo Yatra Tri Sargum Risha Damna Swena Seda Nirasta Kuhakam Satyam Param Dimahi Dhamma Svenasiddha Nirastha Kuhakam Satyam Param Dimahi Here's the translation. O my Lord, Sri Krishna, son of Vasudeva, O all-pervading personality of Godhead, <coughs> I offer my respectful obeisances unto you. That's Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. I translated there. I meditate upon Lord Sri Krishna because he is the absolute truth and the primeval cause of all causes of creation, sustenance, and destruction of the manifested universes. Janmadasyataha, this is the beginning, is actually a quotation from the Brahma Sutra, the absolute truth. Uh, is in the very beginning defined Janmadasya to have that from which everything comes. <coughs> Quoting right away, so you know, this is Krishna, the absolute truth. He is directly and indirectly conscious of all manifestations, and he is independent because there is no other cause beyond him. It is he only who first imparted the Vedic knowledge unto the heart of Brahmaji, the original living being. By him, even the great sages and demigods are placed into illusion as one is bewildered by the illusory representation of water seen in fire or land seen on water. Only because of him, 
do the material universes temporarily manifested by the reaction of the three modes of nature appear factual although they are unreal. And therefore meditate upon him, Lord Sri Krishna, who is eternally existent in the transcendental abode which is forever free from the illusory representation of the material world. <coughs> I meditate upon him, for he is the absolute truth. So now we'll continue with uh, purport. Uh, where it was left off, some Mayavadi scholars argue that Srimad Bhagavatam was not compiled by Vyasadev. And some of them suggest that this book is a modern creation written by someone named Vopadev. In order to refute such meaningless arguments, Sri Swami points out that there is reference to the Bhagavatam in many of the oldest Puranas. So he wants to just clear that up. <laughs> uh, the Mayavadis don't like Srimad Bhagavatam because absolute truth is a person. They wish to deny that. Uh, so here, uh, Prabhupada is uh, countering that argument uh, with Sridhar Swami. He's always known as the first commentator. He says, the first shloka of the Bhagavatam begins with the, the Gayatri Mantra, Janmadrasya. Uh, and uh, that from which everything comes. And then, Satyam Param Dhimahi. This is the a reference to the Gayatri Mantra. There is reference to this in the Matya Purana, which is the oldest Puranas. In that Purana, it is said with reference to Gayatri Mantra in the Bhagavatam. Uh, that there are many narrations of spiritual instructions beginning with Gayatri Mantra. And there is the history of Vritrasura. So they also mention that in this Bhagavatam the history of Vritrasura is there. We have the whole narration. Then, anyone who makes a gift of this great work on a full moon day attains to the highest perfection of life by returning to Godhead. So if you ever want to make sure you're going to go back to Godhead, on the full moon day, give somebody a set of Bhagavatams. Good thing to do, huh? Actually, you could get a congregation to give donations for sets of Bhagavatams and then uh, you'll take them out to give them to people and then they'll get uh, the punya. (laughs) 
There is a reference to the Bhagavatam and other Puranas also, where it is clearly stated that this work was finished in 12 cantos, which include 18,000 shlokas. In the Padma Purana, there is also reference to the Bhagavatam in a conversation between Gautama and Maharaj Ambarish. The king was advised therein to read regularly Srimad Bhagavatam if he desired liberation from material bondage. Under the circumstances, there is no doubt about the authority of the Bhagavatam. Within the past 500 years, many erudite scholars and acharyas like Jiva Goswami, Sanatana Goswami, Vishwanath Chakravarti, Balabhacharya, and many other distinguished scholars, even after the time of Lord Chaitanya, made elaborate commentaries on the Bhagavatam. And the serious student would do well to attempt to go through them uh, to better relish the transcendental messages for their commentaries. Prabhupada, uh, when he translated Bhagavatam, he had them in front of them because Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur uh, ha- had uh, published uh, Bhagavatam with those commentaries in it. I remember uh, uh, Prajumna asking me, at that time I had access to the uh, library of the University of Pennsylvania, and in that library they had all of the Bhagavatam commentaries published by, by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. I saw. I went on the went in the library one day just, just to look around, and there they all were. Uh, we we owe this to the Cold War. Uh, that uh, that they were there because uh, there's a these books were bought. Here's what happened. So you know, in the Cold War, uh, um, uh, India was an ally of Russia. Uh, Pakistan was the American ally. So uh, during those days, all the Russians were all over India, you know, uh, building bridges and whatever. So the United States also wanted to do something, you know, to counteract that. So it gave these these, uh, 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 loans to India. And, but the injunction was, the stricture was, they would be repaid back to America in non-convertible rupees. In other words, the United States government had all these rupees sitting in India, which you had to spend in India. That's when they began to have this program of buying books for university libraries in America that were printed in India. And so that's why all of the Gaudiya Math publications of Bhakti Siddhanta were in the library. Uh, also, even Prabhupada's, some Prabhupada's books were in the Bhagavatams because they were published in India, so they bought those. And then, of course, the devotees saw them, they stole them all. but. Yeah, that was a problem. But uh, uh, 
that was. Uh, so they were there. So I just followed the. So any, anyway, uh, Prajumna uh, got to me and said, you know, he, they're traveling with Prabhupada. He was translating the seventh canto, and somehow or other, uh, the the books didn't come. The, 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 this Bhagavatam that, that Bhakti Siddhanta printed. Uh, the book, as I remember, it was all in in, in uh, Bing, the Sanskrit. Even was all in Bengali alphabet. But the whole Bhagavatam was there. That Bhakti Siddhanta had uh, the the Bhagavatam was there, and then there were the previous acharyas were all there, and then Bhakti Siddhanta had his own commentary. So there are many volumes. So I checked out the uh, the seventh canto. Uh, so Prajumna could take him with him uh, while he's traveling with Prabhupada and therefore Prabhupada could continue continue his, his translation. So I saw this, this publication like that. And I was just praying uh, and, and I would just keep renewing it, you know. <laughs> so uh, uh, anyway, that uh, I, I was able to get it back to the library after they finished, but that, so I saw, I saw these, these all the, what Bhakti Siddhanta had done to, to propagate uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. And now Bhagavatam is well known even among Western scholars because, uh, really because of us, because of Krishna consciousness. You know, so, um, uh, so here, here uh, you know, Prabhupada did his own purpose. He read the previous, he read that same book saw what all the previous acharyas said and gave his own uh, purport in English. And now Banu Swami has done another translation of, uh, done a translation in the English of Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's uh, commentary. So uh, we should learn, we should eventually get access to all of them. Anyway, let's go on. Uh, any questions about anything? You know, raise your hand. When this is a different kind of Bhagavatam class, clearly, but I'll do it like this. Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur specifically deals with the original and pure sex psychology, Adi Rasa, uh, devoid of all mundane inebriety. Inebriety means intoxication bewilderment, confusion. In modern civilization, sex life is the focal point for all activities. It's become even more so since Prabhupada wrote this. Whenever wherever one turns his face, he sees sex life predominant. Therefore, sex life is not unreal. Its reality is experienced in the spiritual world. The material sex life is that perverted reflection of the original fact. The original fact is in the absolute truth, and thus the absolute truth cannot be impersonal. It is not possible to be impersonal and contain pure sex life. Consequently, the impersonalist philosophers have given indirect impetus to the abominable mundane sex life because they have overstressed the impersonality 
of the ultimate truth. Consequently, man, without information of the actual spiritual form of sex, has accepted perverted material sex life as the all in all. There is a distinction between sex life in the diseased material condition and a spiritual sex life. This is an important point. Uh, uh, what Prabhupada is saying. Janmadhyasyayatomviyad it starts here. The absolute truth, that from which everything comes. Hmm? That's the definition. Uh, the impersonists actually deny this. Even though this is the opening statement, definition of Brahman uh, uh, in the Vedanta Sutra, right? Atato Brahma Gitasa. One should therefore uh, investigate what is Brahman. Brahman is defined. Janma Yataha that from which all this comes, the original source of everything. That's Brahman. But Shankaracharya basically goes on in a very clever way to deny that everything comes from Brahman. This first definition. Because Mayavad philosophy means the Brahman has no energies. And all this world is an illusory superimposition upon Brahman. Illusion doesn't come from Brahman. Uh, uh, I mean, where does illusion come from? They got a problem. Because whose illusion is it? It can't be the jiva's illusion, the source of it, because the existence of the jiva is caused by illusion. I only think of myself as an individual because of illusion. So I can't be the source of that. That, that, that uh, Maybe Brahman is an illusion. No, then illusion would be greater than Brahman. So you've got this thing sitting there, this illusion. And so Shankara's idea is that it, uh, he uses the term anivachaniya. It cannot be spoken of as either real or existing or non-existing. That's how he deals with it. Uh, so the the idea is that uh, is that actually, if you see, he says, uh, Prabhupada said in the lecture, you see that in this world. Uh, Boy is attracted to girl, girl is attracted to boy. Where does this come from? Janma dasiyataha. It comes from the absolute truth that there's Radha and Krishna. That's the original form. And what you see here is, is uh, when, we be, when we become, turn away from Krishna uh, with our own enjoying project, uh, still because we are connected with Krishna, that idea, that desire, is there. What is the source of desire? Uh, Krishna is the source of desire. What do we originally desire? We desire Krishna. But we, uh, but in the material world, people are looking for Krishna, but they've got some substitute uh, for their happiness, for what they want, for their fulfillment. And it doesn't work. 
but it's a substitute. So uh, what this means is that when we attain a relationship with Krishna, we will be fulfilled in every department. Otherwise, we'll be discontent. Prabhupada gave the example, just like a child is crying, a little baby child is crying for his mother, Uh, and so somebody may have him, some lady may have him, and the child is crying, crying, gives him to another lady, still the child is crying, goes around all different mothers of women, soon the mother is happy. So similarly, we'll be like that. That, that, that when we finally connect with Krishna uh, and give our love to Krishna, then we will be fulfilled. But uh, no substitute will really satisfy us. And then when Krishna is satisfied, will that leave everybody out and others out? No. When Krishna is satisfied, everyone becomes uh, satisfied. Uh, uh, so th- this is the importance of uh, that that the absolute truth is a person. John, everything comes from Krishna. You cannot give what you have not got. If we are persons with senses, therefore then it's there in the absolute truth. But the defective nature of our uh, senses and bodies and forms uh, is not there. Here's the, the uh, uh, real form. So Prabhupada is very concerned in this whole uh, purport uh, to uh, establish uh, the personal nature of the absolute truth. Uh, people say, sometimes they say, you know, if God is a person, he will be limited, right? I'm an individual because there's a boundary. Here's, here's you know, where I end and something else begins. So I'm this person. Uh, 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 so, so if you say, oh, Krishna is a person, he will be limited. Well, you say he's not a person, that's limiting him too. Uh, so he, he's the supreme person, and he has multiple forms. You know, he's like a rainbow coalition. He's got all, he can simultaneously have so many forms uh, and take on these forms. Uh, and that's why Prabhupada came up with this phrase, you know, this is supreme personality of Godhead. First of all, he uses this word Godhead, which denotes the whole absolute truth from which everything comes. And then personality of Godhead. Well, there's many personalities of Godhead, many avatars, Vishnu expansions, you know, so many Vishnu expansions, so many pairs of Lakshmi Narayans and so on uh, coming into all the universes, expanding into the universe, laying on the uh, you know, Mahavishnu the ocean line Vishnus, Shiro Dakshayi Vishnu, Karana Dakshayi Vishnu, Garbo Dakshayi Vishnu all these are Vishnu expansions uh, he has all of those so although them are personalities of Godhead they're Vishnu Tattva and then, of course, he has Jiva Tattva expansion, but it's just Vishnu Tattvas, there's so many. Uh, and so, uh, of all those personalities of Godhead, 
And by the way, why does he have so many different uh, uh, features? So he can enjoy different relationships. And to be a person means to be in a relationship with other people. That's what a person is. Uh, if a, a person by yourself, you can't tell much about them. You know? uh, but once there are other people, then that, whatever in that personality comes out. So therefore, Krishna has relationships with many, many people. Uh, and there's variety. Uh, uh, some, 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 sometimes relationships are very formal. If you go to a court, there's a judge sitting on a bench, there's a robes and, and so on like that. And, uh, uh, and they behave, behave a certain way. Uh, the, the, the lawyers have to say your honor and so on. They have to speak in a certain manner. Uh, uh, you, if, you, if you get a little casual or obnoxious, you can be you get fined for it, you know. Uh, uh, a breach of etiquette in a, in a, in a courtyard. It has a name, I forget what it's called. Uh, uh, in law, you have to you have to be, you know, be respectful. Huh? Contempt of court. Contempt of court. Yes, thank you. Contempt of court. You know, that judge may be your friend, but still, you know, you have to behave a certain way when you're in court. And then that same judge, you know, he he may go go back. He change, takes off his robes, changes his clothes. Uh, then he's got other relationships. Maybe he teaches in a law school. Then he becomes a teacher. Little different relationships with the students. They can challenge. They're still a little respectful. But then he, then he, then he uh, takes off his uh, coat and tie, puts on short pants, and the same lawyers now he's playing tennis with them in the court. Different court. <laughs> tennis court, you know? Different relation, same person, different relationship. Now, we can do that sequentially, one after another, where the some are very formal and some are very relaxed and informal, because you want to have those. And then that same judge goes home and rolls around on the ground with his children, you know. So sequentially, Krishna does them all at once. He doesn't have to do it in sequence. He's got all these different forms. Uh, that's what it means. So that full expression of personality. Uh, and then uh, uh, he, he enjoys the highest relationships. Prabhupada talks here about the Adirasa. You know, there's Radha and Krishna. Where does this come from? Where's the big romance? This is the original romance. Uh, and uh, uh, and it, that's always increasing. And Prabhupada explained, we were in New Vrindavan for a John Mastami, and he's looking at uh, Radha Vrindavan Chandra there, and, and he's... Uh, Prabhupada said that Radha and Krishna are all, always increasing. 
This is, you'll find this in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. At that time, we didn't have Chaitanya Charitamrita. But he, he says that, 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 that uh, Radharani looks at Krishna and she sees how beautiful Krishna is. And when she sees how beautiful Krishna is, she becomes happier. Her joy increases. And when her joy increases, her beauty increases. And then when Krishna sees that Radharani has become even more beautiful, his happiness increases, and his beauty increases, and then Radharani sees that Krishna has become even more beautiful, her beauty, her joy increases, and her beauty increases. And Prabhupada would like this, and so it goes without any end. Always increasing like that. Because both Radha and Krishna have spiritual bodies, now there's a limit, you know. I, I mean, between me, between me and my body, and my body and my mind. So if people generally, when they're happy, they look better. But there's a limit, you know, to how far. <laughs> that will show in the body, but with a spiritual body, there's no limit. So this is the where, where it actually begins. Where, where, where actually, this is the origin of these things, and in the spiritual world, this increase is going on. And, and the, the, when we go back to Godhead, we then join in that. We contribute something. Radharani, Krishna, they all have their as aides and associates who add to the play and add to the variety. And, you know, put something in it, in, into the mixture. And so you, we all participate in it. And there's no end. So, I, I, when I was a kid, you know, I used to have to sit in church. And uh, it, it was very boring. And I finally, you know, it occurred to me, I understood that God was what was was all powerful and infinite. But I, I asked uh, uh, the the ministers of Protestant Church. By the way, I asked the minister, uh, God is all powerful uh, and unlimited. So, but what does he do with his time? Because if he has everything and he's fulfilled in every way and doesn't need anything, all-powerful, unlimited, what does he do? And they were just like, they never thought of it. So I thought he must be bored. <laughs> and I thought that's what you're supposed to do to go to church, you get a taste for boredom. <laughs> I really did. I felt like that. What does he do with his time? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't need anything. He doesn't need anybody. There was even a relationship. Yeah, the relationship was you kind of like stood in the distance and went holy, holy, holy or something like that. It didn't sound very exciting either. You know? No idea. So here we have that the God is always increasing. 
there's a party, it's a celebration, it's a festival, and it only gets better and better. And we shouldn't be sitting here in this world, you know, sucking our thumbs, you know. We should, we should be joining in. Uh, I'm going to finish this purport. It's already 9 o'clock. Uh, it was one more uh, sentence, two sentences. Prabhupada ends, This Srimad Bhagavatam will gradually elevate the unbiased reader to the highest perfectional stage of transcendence. This is, this is, this is God's biography. Partial biography. There's many more pages, Prabhupada says, in this heavenly planet. Just to know a little bit about how great Krishna is. This is a little bit all his different stories, huh? The Srimad Bhagavatam will gradually elevate the unbiased reader to the highest perfectional stage of transcendence. It will enable him to transcend the three modes of material activities, uh, fruitive activities, spectral, speculative philosophy, and worship of functional deities as inculcated in the Vedic uh, uh, verses. Uh, 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 karma, jnana, and this kind of uh, uh, bhakti toward functional deities, he means demigods, devas, who aren't really giving you the highest benediction. Okay? Questions or comments? Yes? You mentioned about Krishna's satisfied world, satisfied. Does that mean people connect if we manage somehow to satisfy Krishna? Does that mean people who we're connected with? Yeah, you, you, you have to be ready to be open to, to uh, yeah, uh, j- just as Prabhupada gives the example, you give food to the stomach and all the, all the, the uh, uh, whole body is nourished, so similarly by, by uh, serving Krishna, everyone becomes served and everyone becomes satisfied. If you're alert, you know, that's true. People don't know sometimes that this is being done on their behalf and they don't appreciate it. But, but certainly, uh, uh, the, the way it works in the spiritual world, or the way spiritual life works, the more we forget about our own individual satisfaction and turn our attention to Krishna, the more we just find out that we are nourished. That's the point. It's activities in Krishna consciousness for the satisfaction of Krishna. Uh, uh, that means that it's not that we're out of the loop. We ultimately become satisfied, more than we could ever imagine, by simply forgetting about ourselves and just seeing to Krishna. Prabhupada writes this, it's in uh, at the end of Chaitanya Chandrita, a devotee has no way of feeling happiness except by seeing that Krishna is happy in all respects. No, he has no way of experiencing happiness except by seeing that Krishna is happy in all respects. So that's our, that's our method. Uh, and uh, you can see 
especially for, for us who uh, we have the real good fortune. <laughs> Krishna also uh, decides that that uh, when he looks at his devotees, decide that they're feeling more bliss than he is, especially he looks at Radharani. You know, that she, actually I'm the supreme enjoyer, but I see that uh, when she uh, serves me, she feels even more bliss than I do. Uh, and, and so for that, he says, I, I really want to uh, see what it's like to, to be her. But I can't. I'm the object of her love. I can't do it from my position. So therefore, he takes on her emotions and her complexion and uh, has this other feature as Lord Chaitanya. So uh, people in this world are all trying to be God, but what God really wants to be is a devotee. He's not going to miss out on that. He's actually all-powerful. So he also becomes the greatest devotee and does it also to teach everybody else how to do it and to give it away to everybody. Uh, it says that, that, that when uh, Krishna came and uh, showed his Vrindavan pastimes, he brought with him the treasure house of love of God, but it was locked. And only when Lord Chaitanya and the Panchatattva chanted and danced, they, they broke it open and plundered the contents, gave it away to everybody, and didn't even care whether one was fit or not. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Uh, so this is, this is our, our very good fortune. Uh, and, and we have to really be grateful to all those people uh, who, 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 well, Srila Prabhupada himself came to the West and did all this stuff all by himself. Uh, and Bhakti Siddhanta spent his whole life working to make that happen. And Bhakti Vinodhakur was, you know, sort of thinking of doing it. And so we have so many people who, who work so hard uh, for our benefit. And so we owe all these people. Uh, a great debt of gratitude and we know how, what we should do to pay them back we should give Krishna conscience to other people also that's our obligation and then Krishna again the whole thing starts to increase more and more yeah did I hear you correctly there you were saying that there's more of the biography of Krishna in the heavenly planet yeah Jiva Goswami says that. I forget how many more volumes there is. He actually gives a number. But Prabhupada remarks that the denizens of the heaven planets go through many more volumes of Bhagavatam than we have. We hear that the demigods are queuing up to take birth here. Hmm? We hear that the demigods are queuing up to take birth on earth. Well, that's because Lord Chaitanya has appeared here, yeah. That's why. Otherwise, they wouldn't show up. They don't go slumming, usually. <laughs> I mean, what's happened to tourism in Syria, for example? Nobody goes, right? They stay away. 
the, uh, the, the German, 19th century German poet Schiller, he remarks somewhere in the days that the gods were more human, humans were more divine. You know, we all have old stories where people would see devas everywhere and stuff like that. And you know, there's, uh, every culture has those stories. Now we don't see them anymore, but they're not. They're in hiding. They don't don't come around. Don't, don't reveal themselves. But. Uh, where somewhere in Bhagavatam it says that when, oh, when Maharaj Prithu performed sacrifice, even ordinary people could see the devas. Because they would come. And they yeah, there they are. So they show up occasionally, but even Prabhupada said that, you know, one, one, one early uh, time. The, the Boston devotees, uh, they rented a church in Boston, so Prabhupada gave a lecture, and they went and they advertised and so on that Prabhupada would be coming to give this lecture. Uh, and uh, it was a big endeavor and expensive, and they really worked to advertise it. And when, uh, when uh, Prabhupada came, to the time came, there was mostly just some some guys trying to get out of the cold and sitting, you know, hardly anybody was there. And the devotees were, oh, they were so embarrassed that, that, that nobody was there. And then Prabhupada gave a brilliant talk on the re-spiritualization of matter. And the devotees were amazed that here was a practically empty church and he's giving this like really fired up discussion of this topic and so afterwards somebody said to him I think Jai Dwaita was there and he told me he's the one that told me this story said to Prabhupada Prabhupada you know you gave such a great lecture and there was nobody here and he said to Jai Dwaita oh you didn't see Narada Muni <laughs> he said so, that's what he did Anything else? Okay. Thank you very much. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai.